재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Twice a week, we try to tap into the Korean mindset by listening carefully to what Koreans are saying to each other on mainstream or on social media. It's a little feature we call Culture Pulse, and our guide on Thursdays is Natasha So. She's here in the studio now. Hey, Natasha. Hey, good morning, Kurt. So we usually try to make it through three topics or so. The lead topic is people sticking things into their arms. Yes, ivy drips for almost everything. Health relief, hangover cure, making your skin wider, vitamins. Uh, They go by the names of garlic shot, Cinderella shot, Beyonce shot, and so on. <laughs> a Beyonce shot. I don't even want to ask what a Beyonce shot does. Beyonce shot, it's charged with glutathione, which suppresses melanin, <laughs> melanin production. So, so it's ironically, to make... a Beyonce shot makes you white. Yes, and the name uh, was coined because people thought Beyonce started taking this, and that's why her skin started get, going out. She did. If you, you, you look at her over time, uh, and her aesthetic and her dress and things like that get a little whiter, then they get a little blacker. Mm. It's interesting. So, yeah, I usually think of an IV drip as something um, like in an emergency when you, uh, you know, are rushed to the emergency room. Quick, get an IV drip in his arm. But this sounds more like a a fashion choice or something like that. It's an elective uh, treatment modality. It's not for cases when you're really, really sick. It's things, simple things like a mild uh, case of flu or even a serious case of flu or even when you're just healthy to sort of give you an extra boost. Hmm. Or to make you prettier. Now, would you, you wouldn't go to the emergency room for these. There are oh, special no. clinics for this type of elective IV. Uh, and by special, we mean just a dermatologist okay. or cosmetic clinics or even your GP. A home care doctor will do it, but definitely not emergency clinics. Not GP, our person on the team ah. here. He's not uh, <laughs> licensed to administer uh, drips yet. So you go in, you sit down, they stick something in your arm, and what you sit there for how long? Uh, 30 to 90 minutes, depending on the type of shot that you're getting, and the cost is anywhere between 15000 and 150000 won per shot. Oh my goodness, it can get ri- really expensive. Then. It can. And have you tried any of these? I did. <laughs> uh, I got the Cinderella and the Beyonce. <laughs> I haven't tried the garlic, but I've got the ones that you get, the peptide drips you get for cold symptoms. Yeah. yeah. With so much garlic available in Korean cuisine, <laughs> why would you even consider injecting? A shot of kimchi up your veins. <laughs> Come on, people. Stop in and get your jjigae. You'll get plenty of garlic that way. So the, in, in a nutshell, do these things work? Well, the short answer is maybe. There's just not enough evidence at the moment. And by evidence, we mean peer-reviewed, randomized case control studies, not the ones conducted by the manufacturers themselves. And the main reason for this deficiency in evidence is that it's quite hard to design a good study when the markers that you're testing for is hard to quantify. So it's not something like the size of tumor or the blood glucose level, which would be very easy to put a number on, but it's more subjective. Things like energy level or how quickly did you recover from that general feeling of malaise. So very subjective. Hmm. Now, on a theoretical level, many of these IV drips should work. But whether it's the most cost-effective option is still up for debate. And many doctors feel that a good chunk of the perceived benefits is simply placebo effect. Ah, there's the rub. Mm -hmm. You sit there for an hour and you've paid 150,000 won. Therefore, it must be working. It must be effective, right? It better work. It better work, (laughs) you know. Uh, is Is this big in just Korea? Is Korea kind of at the forefront of this? Well, you know, these sorts of elective IV drips, they're not unique to Korea. Uh, For example, uh, vitamin C drops, drips, 
they're available in almost all countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the so-called Beyonce drips or the glutathione drips, they're found in countries where fair skin is considered beautiful. So across Asia, Egypt, Middle East, and so on. And the peptide drips are trending among busy people in New York and Hollywood celebrities. Okay. Now, one reason it appears to be more common in Korea, I think, is twofold. One is that laws on medical marketing is more lax in Korea uh-huh. compared to, say, Scandinavia or Australia. So we see more advertisements for these elective treatments. And the second reason is that the drips tend to be much cheaper in Korea than many Western countries. You said that it is a bit that it was quite expensive, but you know, for something that costs around fifty or one hundred US dollars, such as the vitamin drips in Korea, they cost around two to three hundred dollars. Oh. Per drip in the states. Really? Mm. Okay. When I look at the ingredients, same deal. They're all in just isotonic solution. And solution. just the same sort of elective marketing. Maybe not as in your face, so to speak. But right you, in the U.S., you can sit down to an IV drip, and I, I've never heard of this anywhere. It's more the. It's usually in the sort of the upper like a Beverly Hills side. kind yeah, of you know environments. Okay. Yeah. So. The in-your-face marketing and the cheaper price make the shots more accessible to the general public here in Korea, and so there's a higher demand and greater awareness. Wow. Okay, uh, what do people think of this? What are netizens saying about this stuff? Uh, well, many netizens gave their own accounts of how IV drips help them. One person wrote, Once or twice a year, I come down with a fever and my whole body aches. But if there's still a ton of work to do, I go and get a peptide drip during my lunch break. It helps me get through the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Another person, I'm sure there's a very high markup for these drips. But from my end, an hour and 30,000 won is a small price to pay for the time I save by getting back on my feet quickly. Mm. And lastly, I don't think this IV drip craze is necessarily a bad thing. As long as we're correctly informed, it just means that consumers have more options and treatment modalities to choose from. Yeah, it's not inherently a bad thing, I don't think. In fact, it's uh, used prudently. Mm. It could be a a good thing for your health. Topic number two, uh, elementary school kids getting into the fashion uh, arms race, as it were. Right, for backpacks. Mm. Uh, So... Elementary school kids are starting back at school for the new semester this week. And among the backpacks on their small frame are surprisingly expensive bags. Expensive. But, you know, when I was a kid, it was lunchboxes. You know, the the metal lunchboxes with, like, your cartoon characters Mm -hmm. on it. You had to pick that thing very carefully because that was your image for the year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, you got a new one every year. Pretty much, yeah, because it always came with, like, uh, granola bars and things like that, little treats in it. So, yeah, you generally, you don't want to come to school with last season's lunchbox. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so good. Fashionable cut. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so expensive. When we say expensive, what are we talking about? Well, you know, these premium backpacks, they cost several hundred dollars. And they're flying off the shelves. Desperate moms and dads are trying to get their hands on the more popular models by offering to, for example, pay above retail price writing their names on the waiting list at the department store, or when all else fails, they look in the online second-hand market. According to one mega online shopping mall, sales of premium backpacks for elementary school students have increased 113% last month compared to the same period last year. Yeah, it really is kind of an arms race. The more expensive it gets, the more exclusive it gets, and the more kids want them, therefore they buy them. So um, besides being having a price tag, what's so good about these bags? Well, you know, functionally, they're no different 
from the standard $20-$50 bags. Uh, popular models from domestic fashion houses cost around $200 for a backpack and a tote set, while leather versions imported from Japan cost around $700. I mean, $700... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's expensive even for an adult bag, yeah. right? Yeah, we're starting to get into, you know, sort of high-name brand uh, ladies' purses here. You exactly. Know? And, you know, being that expensive, it would be safe to assume that these premium backpacks are more durable, and mm. they probably have greater attention to detail Better and so stitching on. stitching and all yeah. that stuff. But mostly, it's the brand name prestige factor that makes them sell like hotcakes. And parents with good intentions, they're simply wanting to buy the best out there for their children. Here's a good-intentioned parent idea. Use this as a teaching moment to teach a kid that your worth comes not from your backpack, but, you own. but from inside, the, the, the content of your character. Yeah. So... I guess it's just rich families that are buying these things? Well, unfortunately, it's not. Uh, even parents from low-income households are purchasing these premium backpacks because they're afraid that their child might get ostracized or bullied at school. Now, one 37-year-old parent, Ms. Park, was quoted in a Chosonilbo article, I heard children nowadays ask each other how big their houses are. They're that attuned to the economic status of their parents. So I had no choice to buy my child an expensive import backpack because she didn't want because I didn't want my child to be overlooked by the other kids. And that's really the problem. It's not only the people with lots of disposable income choosing what they think is pretty or nice, but it also includes families who you know, basically have to spend beyond their means mm. out of fear. Did you ever see the movie Sixteen Candles? Okay, it's an 80s movie. Uh, Molly Ringwald is in it. Everybody's dressed, you know, in these competitive ways. And Molly Ringwald is, uh, she comes in dressed like a, what in those days was seen as like hobo wear. And then in a good ten, way? In a good way. In a good way. Like mm-hmm. very creative, very, you know, down market clothes, but in a, in a smart way. Mm-hmm. Ten years later, everybody's doing that, like with grunge and all that yeah. stuff. So set the trends. Don't just slavishly uh, follow them is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Give me a couple of online comments about this backpack insanity. Uh, well, many thought the trend was ridiculous saying, do children study better with brain name bags? This is just parents trying to one-up each other. And a perspective from school. I'm an elementary school teacher. Every year, there are around three to four kids in each class who bring the fashionable leather backpacks. But by the end of the first term, they all switch to the ordinary canvas or polyester bags because the leather bags are too heavy for the little ones. Mm. And another person suggested... Schools should set an upper price limit for the backpacks allowed to to be brought to school or make bags part of their uniform. Understood. Okay. Well, parents, let's let's apply a little sanity here. Uh, 700 bucks for a backpack. That's a little bit uh, crazy. Final topic of the day. A very, very common greeting now being debated as to whether it's an appropriate thing to say. Yes. Yeah, the very, very good thing to say to your taxi driver or to whoever is de- you're dealing with. Suguaseo. Yeah. Work hard. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I guess uh, it's it's an appropriate thing to say in Korea where hard work is valued. And, <laughs> right? I guess that's one way to put it. Uh, so at the end of a project, we often say, mm, you know, worked really hard. Yeah, you and I say to this after we yes. do a recording. I say it to my friends after at the end of a photo shoot, everyone says it to each other. Or when one person leaves another person who is still working, people often say mm. as part of their goodbye right. greetings. But, you know, this is not the correct thing to say. Really? The dictionary definition, which, as you pointed out, of the verb sukohada means to put in an effort, to okay. take the trouble, but it has a negative connotation. So to say to someone, sukohaseo, you're effectively saying, 
Please put in an effort. Please go through the trouble. As in, you lazy person, come on, whip yourself into shape and go through the effort. Uh, not so much sort of telling them off, but as in, I guess, saying you will now be going through the right, effort right. Oh. kind of thing. So even when it's said with good intentions and most people will understand it as such, there is always the possibility that it will offend some people, the sort of the Nazis, uh, especially when the person you're saying it to is in a more senior position than is you. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I hear it all the time. People of all walks of life saying it as almost a substitute for kamsamida, right? Yeah, or as sort of bye-bye. All right. Real quickly, what should be used instead? Well, there's no perfect replacement, but the Kungnip Kugawan, or the National Institute of the Korean Language, which is authoritative body when it, who gets the final say about what's proper and what isn't in Korean, mm-hmm. they suggest that we find alternatives suitable for the particular situation you're in. So, for example, if you're leaving when there are more senior persons still working, you should say, I will leave now. Or mm-hmm. instead of and then there's always like or yeah, that, that sort of, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, quickly, just uh, one or two comments, what people are saying about this. Well, I think there's little details like these that indicate whether a person was brought up in a learned family. Mm. Others saw differently. We all know it's not the right thing to say, but we all say it out of convention, out of habit. It must be tiring to work with people who take offense to this, but let's not be pedantic. I, don't, I doubt Koreans will stop saying it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And I hear it all the time. That'll wrap up today's Culture Pulse. Natasha, as always, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And Koreascape returns right after this.